Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. downtown san francisco this is 95.7 the game it is indeed hi again everybody alongside shamari block this is dan avone sun is out it is absolutely gorgeous a lot of things to get into primarily basketball and we're talking about the summer league why is the summer league notable today well this opportunity to get some of these kids some runs see moody do his thing jonathan kaminga you do you but guess who gets unveiled today, Shamari Black? Who? Could it could it be the rumor? <laughs> Is that his name? That's the nickname that he's received, man. Because it's like, hey, I heard the Warriors have the seven-footer, man. He's supposed to be real good. <laughs> I never saw him, though. He's a rumor. He's a rumor. All right. Yeah, we're talking about one James Weissman. Who had the song Rumors? It was married to... Uh, Look at all these rumors. rumors. That was a... Uh, Every day. Okay, I know it's so... So I don't know the dude's name, okay? But I'm going to tell you this. I am 99% certain that the person that sang Rumors also sang the hook for I Got Five on it. Oh, yeah. The, the, the Louis yeah, 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 legendary exactly. song. Yeah. So so same dude. Wait, it wasn't Bobby Brown, was it? No, no, it wasn't. No, what is Bobby Brown's song that I don't, don't don't be cruel or uh, I don't know, man. Bobby Brown. He so, had so something many. similar to that. Listen, to all these. I think that might be Bobby Brown. No, that is not Bobby Brown. Okay, now I'm googling. Brian, it, man. are you going to help us out on now, this? Now, now, now I'm going into the Google machine to look up the, this dude's name. I'm telling you, Bobby Brown. It's ha- definitely not Bobby Brown. Okay, let's see here. Go ahead, play it for us, Brian. Yeah, time, time, oh no, that's Timex Social Club. Oh, that sounds right. That's who it is. But that's, that's also is. that's also the the group that did "Why You Treat Me So that's Bad." It. That's okay, who it is. Yeah. All right, all right. So James Weissman, the rumor will probably get on the floor. I'm saying probably because I don't, I won't believe it until I see it. So James Weissman is going to make his first appearance in more than a year, aside from playing down at Santa Cruz. <laughs> we all pray. We'll all hands. We'll all go to the synagogue, to the church, whatever your respective level of spirituality, however it is that you you define your religion, that the man does not come up with swelling or any sort of post-injury. But James Weissman just has a clean bill of health as he runs up and down the floor for the first time okay, in a wait, long, wait, wait. So, long, so, so long, com- long time. Wait, the Comcast business text line is saying, Mike Marshall, Berkeley legend, man. Everybody everybody says that. Uh, so Mike Marshall is the gentleman you're thinking about. Just, just because it is it, Mike Marshall? Yeah, Mike Marshall. Now, Timex Social Club is definitely the group. Like, that was my thought, but I didn't want to say it because I was like, I think it's Timex Social Club, but, you know, whatever. But did Mike Marshall is the singer that, that uh, Timex Social Club. Also, I got five on it from the loonies. Brian, if you get an opportunity, either one of those songs, I want to hear it now. Now now I can't start the show. Mike Marshall, not to be confused with the former Los Angeles Dodgers first baseman who was formerly going out with a go-go girl. Yeah, that's knowledge going way back in the day. <laughs> so James Weissman, let's, let's get into the kid. What are you expecting out of him today? I mean, I'm expecting him to, you know... Not re-injure himself, <laughs> and that's all you can expect. Lofty right expectations now. for the young man. Well, he hasn't done that yet. It's been eighteen months, and every time 
it's it's oh James Wiseman is close to coming. Oh well, there's been a setback and he's out for the rest of the season, the rest of the playoffs. He won't be back until November. He won't be back until March. And every time we we hit that that checkpoint, then something goes wrong. So we're at another checkpoint. And based on what's happened, right over the past eighteen months, you 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 just just get out there and play. Play basketball. Play ball. That's what I expect out of Wiseman. Here was a question that was posed to me as I was walking in, and I'll relay it to you and the rest of the audience. Can the Golden State Warriors win? And I'm talking an NBA championship because that's who they are. Run it back. Championship or bust. That's the motto of this team. Can they win a title without James Wiseman next year? Now, we all hope he plays, but hey, there's a couple of scenarios that could go down that potentially he gets injured again, and maybe he gets dealt in some sort of a trade with with Kevin Durant coming to the Golden State Warriors. Come on now. We'll, we'll get into KD just, just because. Who is this now? Who's This is just rumor. This is I know, a, but yeah. sung by Time, Time at Social, Social Club. Club. Oh, hell yes. Man, this takes me back to my days in the club, right? Watch out. I will get up and bust something right now. I will cut this carpet in half. Wait, you mean like you'll, you'll bust like a hit for a, or a hit pointer? <laughs> my shoulder. All right, uh, enough of that. <laughs> it's like uh, I, I now have to do the show alone because Dan Devone tried to do the Running Man. Yeah, I'll be. I'm in a. <laughs> I'm in a body cast. The Running Man. <laughs> Remember the? Uh, did you ever? Have you ever seen the Sprinkler? The Sprinkler? Yeah, you never. I, okay, well that looks like what I would expect it to look like, but no, I never saw it. Come on, under. man. So, so by the way, you didn't happen to see us on Twitch or YouTube. I just busted out <laughs> the Sprinkler. So, so when I was like. Learning to dance and was a dance. You had the running man, you had the cabbage patch, you had the Roger Rabbit. Like these Roger are the dances. Rabbit, was, these <laughs> are the dances that were being done when I was like learning what dancing was. Cabbage patch was <laughs> that was the rage, my man. That's the easiest dance to do, man. You you can do you can do that. You can do that. You can't injure yourself doing the cabbage patch. Uh so so we're talking about Weisman. The text yeah. line's getting into it. We need to trade Weisman for GP two in October. <laughs> Want to bring GP two back already? One helped us with the trophy, Weisman. Uh, stole. What did, he, what did he steal? Ten million dollars. Oh, stole the stole. I, the I mean, that's what he's making. That's what GP two got. And I don't know. You know what? I mean, six five zero has a point because GP two getting ten million. We couldn't pay that. Wiseman's getting ten million. He hasn't like he like he hasn't even carried anybody's bags. Okay, I don't know what he's been doing again except for sitting on the bench. It, it, it be acting excited when good things happen. You know that that's something he's contributing. You know what the funny thing is, though, is that early on in the process of wise men developing and getting injured and trying to come back, like Steph Curry, Draymond Green would say things. You know, Iguodala, he'd say, oh, man, this kid has so much promise. I haven't heard any of them come out and say anything That's about Wiseman answer. early, which is also like, well, <laughs> everybody just, like, did everybody forget about the kid? He was sitting right there when they won the championship in Boston. And... You know, I mean, I, nobody not, knows. Not, not, like, not like it's anybody's job to say, oh, man, hey, don't forget about Wisen. But, you know, they were doing it. And I, then they I, stopped. I think it's a collective. Everybody's holding their breath because you don't know. I, I don't care. It could be the. It could be Rick Celebrini sitting with us here this afternoon who heads up the Warriors medical staff. And if he was to be honest and if he was to come clean and be real, <laughs> he would say the exact same thing. Yeah, I'm hoping for the best, but quite frankly, now, I We have know, no man. ideas. Like Rick, so what? No idea. So, But it's your job. I said no idea. <laughs> by the way, we're talking about GP2. 
You know, he's with the Portland Trailblazers. The Trailblazers, they get Jeremy Grant. They're quietly putting something together over there. And, of course, Damian Lillard signs a two-year extension. Remember this time last year we were talking about Damian Lillard getting out, maybe coming to the Warriors, definitely out of Portland. That was going in 35 different directions. Now he stays in Portland. I just want to give you the two-year deal. Listen to the $137 million for the extension. Dude is going to make $59 million in 2025-26, then $63 million the following year. Yes. That, and everybody's talking get. about, oh, he's such a, and he's talking about, you know what, man? It's a small market, but I belong to these people. You know, I'm not about, I'm not about these super teams and getting friends and going to big markets. Hell, I'd stay put for that cash as well. 59 mil, then 63 mil. I'm sorry. I can't. My point is, is that we all like Damian Lillard, pride of Oakland. <laughs> I can't necessarily go there with you that he's this guy that is doing it the right way, staying in a small market like that of Portland, staying with the team. Come on, man! For fifty nine and sixty three million, I'd I'd play in Saskatchewan. Wait, but you would have him take less because he could have got well. Okay, so other teams couldn't give him the max, right? But he could have well, went somewhere for fifty five. He could have went somewhere for fifty and been just fine, man. And 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 you know gave up. But that's what he's due. He is due fifty nine million based on the max, based on what you get. Based on the max you get for being a player of this it. caliber, that's what I mean. I, I'd get, I'd rather give that to him than give Bradley Bill fifty million, which he got. Mm -hmm. And I appreciate Bradley Bill, Dame, superior player to Bradley Bill. So, but you ever notice that it's the teams that they're with that offer the super max? Well, so the super max can only be. Offered I, I get yet. that. I understand that. But but that's my point. Being, it's not about oh, I'm morally put together because I'm staying in a small market instead of going elsewhere. No, dude, it's because you can only get these sort of numbers, that sort of paper, by playing here and nowhere else. It's about money at the end of the day, is what I'm trying to say. Fifty nine uh, mil for one year, and then sixty three. I don't the know because it, 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 I don't think it's about money because he could have got significant money other elsewhere, but he stayed. And by staying, yeah, he gets another ten million a year. But if he was really just, if he really didn't have any love for the city of Portland and the fine Portlandians, then he would have bailed and gave up that ten million and be like, I'll make it up in shoe sales if I go play in New York. He did play in a small... I mean, I think you have to keep in mind that he played at Weber State, of all places, and stayed there the entire duration. So instead <laughs> of transferring or getting that, you know, that transfer portal, he decided to do it the right way. So he has that in his, you know, in his DNA that he will, he'll stay in a smaller market. He's done it before. But I'm just saying, man, it's not like, <laughs> it's not like he's in a small market and is poor. I mean, 63 mil in Portland goes a long way. Now, the question is, though, is does his 63 million or his basically 61 million over uh, average over two seasons, does that handicap the Blazers so that they can't bring other people in? See, that's, that, that's the question. It's not how much money he's getting paid. It's like, okay, now that is like 30% of the salary cap. So you're going to be playing with vet men dudes and maybe maybe another all-star. CJ's out of town, right? He's gone. You bring in Jeremy Grant, though. You bring in some guys. And... and is this would this team be better? Could this team be better if he took forty million? Right, that's the question, and, and I don't I don't know, man, because even if you had that extra twenty million, is Kevin Durant coming to town? Is one of these guys that could really make a difference? Is, is Bradley Beal coming to join you? Are you going to be joined by a Anthony? Oh, we forgot Davis? about Anthony Simmons who, who stayed. Yeah, yeah, that's a star. Like yeah. that's a budding. That's their Jordan Poole, right? And he he also he did a Jordan Poole type money. He signed his extension. You got Josh. That's a team. And Nurkic, I forgot about Nurkic. He's not, 
He's not the best big. He's not Jokic. He's another itch. It's a Nurkic, <laughs> but he's good. He's serviceable. Well, I'm telling you right now, now that I look at this, Keon Johnson. Oh, they got Joe Ingles, the shooter from Utah. Yeah, yeah. I'm telling you, Portland's the dark horse. I mean, listen, Keon Johnson jumped 48 inches in the air at the NBA Combine, okay? I, I, his rookie season wasn't really, you know, it, it wasn't, well, all right, this dude's going to do something. Uh, but, 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 you know, he's something like like that type of athleticism, that special athleticism, it plays in the NBA. Does it guarantee you're going to be an all-star? No, but it plays in the NBA, and you can do some things with the type of uh, athleticism and explosion that one Keon Johnson has. But let's not forget where they finished the season. Now, I know Dame didn't play most of the season, and they traded CJ, and that team was a, like, G League, essentially a G League squad that they ran out there, though. They did not do well, though, okay? And, and Adam Dame and Anthony and and uh, and uh, a few of and Jeremy Grant and people like that, is that going to help you? Yeah, but I, I don't know. But they're heading in the right direction, though. You got to admit. That's Anthony Simons. I think it's interesting to stay with him for a second because that's going. I mean, he's essentially Jordan Poole, right? He got that extension for four years at $100 million, which I think Jordan Poole is going to come in right around that neighborhood. You know, I think that's you're, when you look at Anthony Simons, you're looking at Jordan Poole in terms of contract extensions. If you want some sort of a barometer or a template in terms of what Jordan Poole might ask for and or get at the end of the day. But they get Simons coming back. You know, you got Dame Lillard. You think about Jeremy Grant, and now you got Ingles and Yurkic. That's that's the foundation of something that could be, you know, obviously they're a piece of two away, but they're not as far away as, as they were, say, you know, a year ago. But what has been Dame Lillard's tenure in Portland? It's been, we're a playoff team, and that's kind of it. Like, they were the number two or three yeah. seed a couple of times and got whooped once playoff time came. So... It, it, you could say they're headed in the right direction. To me, this seems like more the same. Like, they're going to be good enough not to suck. But ultimately, no one is going to consider them a contender. So James Weissman, once again, will be unveiled today as the Golden State Warriors. Who are they playing? Do we even care? Who are they, mm, who are they playing this afternoon? I, uh, the Washington Generals. Uh, I is there know. a line on this yeah. game, by the way? I don't know. I mean, I know they played New York yesterday. That did not go well. By the way, I'm sorry, the day before yesterday. Are there yesterday. betting lines on these Vegas summer league games? Because if there Las is and you're betting on it, man, you need to dial that 1-800 number. You need help right now. It's in Las Vegas, man. You you better believe there's betting lines on this, man. By the way, oh, that yeah. game we saw last night, was it yesterday afternoon, Sacramento and Orlando, sudden death basketball in Las Vegas. I love it. Man, my man Brian's crushing a sandwich the size of your head. Just, he, he also he's also rocking the Jimmy G jersey. Today. I know, I saw that. You, you need to get like, that on I'm you like, at some point. Wait, what? We need to we need to get that on your body at some point. <laughs> it's like Brian comes in, Jimmy G up. I'm like, well, I guess I guess in the last days of Jimmy G as a Niner, you want to you want to you know get that get that wear out, you know, because come uh, come August, he's gonna be a you know uh, a Seahawk. Oh, is Ingles on the box or is he on with Portland? I'm confused here. You know what? Text line oh, it says Ingles on the box. So I'm, okay, I'm going yeah. to go with the text line. I'm going to go with the text line for a couple of reasons. One, because they, they listen to every word we say like, oh, I can't wait for, for them to, to, to correct them. And two, they have Google at their fingertips at all times. <laughs> so I, I'm going yeah, with the text Yeah, he's with the line. Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Um, Why did I see him in a, okay. So that's, I'm, try, I'm trying to me. figure out who they're playing today. And I guess they're, oh, they're playing the Knicks. Nope, nope, the Knicks was yesterday. Okay, they are playing the, 
why is it so hard to find? Um, you, you, you would think the NBA and ESPN would be all over this because, you know, people care. But they're just kind of like, Well, oh. whoever it is, James Weissman will be in uniform. And I think, you know, if there's, if there's any reason to tune in, and there's a lot of people, and this is why the NBA has done so well in terms of branding themselves and like that of football. Make, it goes football, the NFL, the NBA, and then baseball in terms of your entertainment da- dollar being and the value and having that brand being relevant 365 days out of the year. Okay, by, by the way, I just I found it. They are playing the San Antonio Spurs. What's at the line? What's the line? Oh, I, I, okay, that's a whole nother thing. The line is uh, the the line is if you're betting on this, seek help <laughs> you, you, now. You can't, yeah, you can't possibly have any inclination on who's going to win this game at all whatsoever. So the Golden State Warriors with James, but it is, it is, I do find this with a level of interest. In fact, if this was a game in the middle of February where they're taking out, I don't know, the Washington Wizards in the back end of a three-game road trip, I, I'd find my level of interest would be more peaked to see something like this. If I had either or, where you can see Jonathan Kaminga, Moses Moody, some of these kids and James Weissman play basketball for the first time of the year. And they said, or would you rather watch a, a regular season game, sort of inconsequential in the middle of February against the Wizards? I would watch this Vegas game. Well, but see, but here's the thing about right now. It's like, watch summer league be- uh, basketball where you got guys that, you know, aren't going to get a lot of playing time in the regular season. Rookies that were just drafted two weeks ago and G League players. It's like, you want to watch that? Or do you want to watch Major League Baseball? <laughs> and, and, and funny enough, it's... I feel like a vast majority of sports fans are picking this over Major League Baseball in, in right before the All-Star break. And then and Major League Baseball should be ashamed. They should be ashamed that people would rather watch nobody's play NBA basketball than watch your best players go out there and play and, and compete for a title. Well, it's the same thing with the NFL. The NFL dominates, and I mean, it, it, it even, as good as the NBA is, when the NFL wants to make news, they crush everybody. When it's the draft, when you're talking about free agent signees, it is paramount. It could be the World Series Game 7. NFL news offseason will dominate. And then I think in that pecking order, again, it goes NFL, and then it goes the NBA, which has done a really good job. I mean, this is relatively, what, over the last five, ten years now when you're talking about the summer league now being televised. And immediately what they've done so well is that you go immediately from the draft to seeing these guys play a week to ten days later. Right. That is the best marketing tool ever. Wait, as compared to, all right, we drafted Elliot Ramos Hopefully in five years, <laughs> hopefully by the time he's 27, he'll be a major league baseball player. Like I just like I remember Joey Bart. I remember Lucius Fox, right? I remember Lucius Fox. He never even played for the Giants. Right? Hell of a name. Though. I remember Gary Brown. I remember be as a Giants fan throughout history. Like just all right. We got, Brown. we got this guy. He's going to, you know, play for us. And think about it, though. You talk about James Wiseman being a rumor. Every dude that's drafted in Major League Baseball is a rumor uh, 99% of the time. And then, like, some dude comes up who's drafted in, like, the 17th round. Is like, here's here's our guy we got out of this draft. Uh, a, a second stream backup second baseman. <laughs> I, I know we said we drafted the outfit of the future, but we got that wrong, guys. The it text line. Six years to figure that out. The huh? text line saying, I forgot the NHL. No, I didn't. <laughs> you know you don't care about the I dare any one of you, although you're all going to Google it and look it up, I dare any one of you to text in or call me right now and tell me who was the first player taken in the NHL draft, which was just a couple of days ago. It's less than a week ago. 
And I dare any one of you to tell me who went number one in the NHL draft. I dare any of you to even tell me there was an NHL draft. Jonathan Chichu? (laughs) Who's that? He he played for the the Sharks for like a... You could admit it. he was like one of their better little little score and scores, man. He was uh he was legit, you know. J- Jonathan cheats you, man. He's not. So here's the deal. I used to follow the Sharks, right? And I didn't realize this happened until recently. I followed the Sharks when they were good. After they went went to the uh, Stanley Cup Finals and lost to to Pittsburgh, right? Like they kind of fell off, and I kind of stopped paying attention. So about like six months ago, I'm like, oh, man, I was watching the game. I was like, wait, where's Chichu? So I Google it. And like Jonathan Chichu hasn't been a, a, a shark for like six years. You're uh, Slavkovsky, by the way. Number one overall going to the Habs. The Montreal yeah. Canadiens lock up Mr. Slavkovsky. And I was wondering about that, where he would go. and following this dude for a while. Slavkovsky going number one to the Montreal <laughs> Canadiens. I mean, they try. They try to do everybody. Baseball is even trying to do what it is that the NFL does. It don't work. The 510 on the Comcast business text line. Would you rather watch the Giants right now or Chioza? You know, I, I could watch Chioza. What's the over and under for a Chioza reference when you're on the air? <laughs> 100%. Uh, you know what? I, I'd like to see Chris Chioza compete against a Kobayashi and Joey Chestnut in the hot dog eating contest. Man, something tells me chorizo. <laughs> something tells me Chioza could knock down, you know, some some Frankfurters, man. I'm telling you. By the way, let's bring this up once again. If you're to go on a road trip, cross country, some people will do it during the summer, as we talked to our guest yesterday, somebody like that of Kay Cockrell decided that she was going to do it in the middle of her midlife crisis or in the middle of her career, in the middle <laughs> of just picking everything up. Her and her husband got in an RV. Guy had been working with the San Francisco Giants for 27 years, and then he just decided we're going across the country. For those of you that would go on a cross-country trip with Shamari Block, (laughs) how far would you get? Could you make it to the East Coast? Could you get out of the state? Could you get across the bridge? Could you make it to the Midwest? Can you get all the way to the Southeast? Can you get to the East Coast? Once again, the destination. How many of you out there (laughs) could make it all the way with Shamari Block and explain why? All right. That's our <laughs> oh, that's our poll question of the oh, day. Oh, the four oh eight. Now wait, wait. The four oh eight makes sense. Shielder should be working, selling hot dogs. Oh, Whoa. So come on, man. Whoa. Come on, man. Whoa. What are we doing here? <laughs> I don't know. What are we that's doing not here? Me. I'm just like, whoa. Where did Shielder go, by the way? Uh. Oh, here we go. I don't know. I, no, seriously. I can see your brain no, just no, there's no, like so smoke coming out of your ears. So, so like, the Giants didn't tender him. I'm sorry, the, the Warriors did not tender Chris Gioza, and as far as I know, neither did anyone else. So, I don't know, hey, man. man. you can make a living in the G. Co- Look at Jeremy Co- Lin still Co- hanging out in the G League. Costco? <laughs> Maybe. Come on, seriously? Listen, I appreciate Gioza. Look, Chris Gioza got a ring, okay? Chris Gioza has a ring, or at least he's getting one when they get them, okay? So, Chris is going to be just fine, okay? Even if he never plays another day, like what? What? What do you think? What do you think? Uh, a pawn shop would give you for a <laughs> NBA championship break? I gotta make my mortgage, bro. <laughs> at, at least like four, at least four or five hundred. Do they right? still have actual pawn shops? The dudes behind the bars, where you got to ring the buzzer to go in. I mean, is there what a legit kind of, pawn? What, what kind of pawn shops are you going <laughs> Dude, to? Straight up hood, man. <laughs> you, if you got a pawn shop, that thing is in Seven Eleven. You can't just walk in. Like, I gotta like, I see who's coming in. Like that sounds like a bookie. Uh, where no, you, bookies you go are see in the bookie. back. Bookies, <laughs> bookies, they don't front. They got to be in the back. You got to know somebody to get to the bookies running something in the back room. 
But no, I'm just kidding. Oh, look at that. We have a Chios and a Sharma reference in the first 24 minutes. <laughs> we got things, man. We got things. So, James Weissman, once again, will go off as advertised tonight for the Golden State Warriors. They're going to take on the San Antonio Spurs. We'll try and get a line to you as soon as one is made available to find out who's favored in this basketball game and to see exactly. I want to know those of you, in all honesty, that, what, that would put down some scratch and would actually put down some units on a game tonight in the Summer League between the Golden State Warriors and the San Antonio Spurs. Listen, if you're I'm sure Ve- you can handicap that. Listen, if you're in Vegas. You know, there's probably a dude making money on, on the Summer League because he knows the tendencies in terms of who's going to play in the last five minutes. And if you study this, you could probably crush it. But half of these dudes haven't even played... This is their first NBA action. And you can sit there and look at their college career and say what they're going to be, man. But I don't know. G League is, I'm sorry, the, the Summer League is too unpredictable. That said, if I were in, if I were in uh, Vegas, right, yeah. and, and I'm sit, walking around the strip and I'm drinking one of those like like two feet tall frozen margarita drinks, okay? And, and get a couple of those Sitting in in that <laughs> disgusting cesspool that you call a swimming pool in exactly. the Hard Rock Cafe. You know what? Like, after a couple of those, I can see myself being like, you know what? <laughs> yeah, all right. Let, let, let me go drop like a couple hundred on the dumps. Why not? <laughs> By the way, speaking of the Summer League, you know who my new hero is coming out of this year's Summer League? Who, who? Kenneth Lofton Jr. For those uh, of you that are familiar... Because he Hell yeah! Ah. He's a big fella too, man. And he... He's not big like, you know, Carmelo Anthony, sort of like you could tell a little out of, I mean, he's big with a gut and getting it done. No way. Well, I mean, it looks like a gut. He's sloppy. It's sloppy, but he's he's balling. He reminds he's... me of a dude that you would see on a court. Like <laughs> I would get into some run with down Whoa. at the panhandle. Whoa. Right? Whoa. You're looking at him, right? Whoa. My boy is big. Whoa. And he can do it. Did like you that. see? He, look, he, look, he looks like a defensive tackle. I, what's his height? Six six, and what did he, you saw what he did to Chet Holmgren? Two two eighty, <laughs> six six, two eighty. Oh, what two eighty no, in the two eighty in the program? So he's three bills. <laughs> no, I got what, dude? He I, dealt on wait, he no. dealt on Chet Holmgren. I I I have no I. So me, Shamari Block, who you know can speak indefinitely, have no words, have no words to describe Kenneth Lofton Jr.'s body, man. That oh has never happened before. God. History on 95.7 The Game. When we continue oh here, we do have a line. You want to tease? How about this? There is a line for the Golden State Warriors and the San Antonio Spurs. If you can guess what that line is tonight, who's favored, who's given or taking the points, we'll take your calls, we'll get your texts, that and much more as we continue on here. Shamari Block and Dan Avone. Your 95-7 The Game, let's bet on Summer League and get help together station after this. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Yes, that's how we started today with a little rumors. Oh, I love well, it. The text you know. line is backing up my man, Chris Chioza. <laughs> you go, text line. Thank you. Get right in the face of Shamari Block. That's right. 
Chris Chios is a professional basketball player in the NBA. He's one of a few hundred in the world. A thousand when you think that I've ever done it in a well, lifetime? Wait, wait, wait a second. See, here's the thing, Dan Devone. You got to read between the lines here because what they said is, is quit hating on Chris Chiosa. The man is a professional athlete. Just because he's a 420th best basketball player on Earth. It's a backhanded slide of Chris Chiosa, man. Wow. Wow. <laughs> man, just I'm when I was sad. about to defend you, 510. <laughs> You got on Shamari's wagon, huh? All right. That's how it is. I'll do I, it on my I, own, I, man. I, I love Chris Chiosa, man. Listen, here's the funny thing is that the, the whole Shamari, Chris Chiosa thing, hey, so Chris Chiosa thing was just from a statement where I'm like, yeah, if Chris Chiosa's on the court, something went horribly wrong. That is true. That, like, Chris Chiosa on the court is the first option. It's not the second. It's not even the third, okay? You're on your fourth, like, okay, three other things went wrong. Now Chris Chiosa. Chiosa got run, and he was superseding some legitimate players Wait, because I'm, he wasn't turning the ball over, man. He, I'm going to say this. As and far dude, as, he's got handles. I'm, as, saying, I'm, not being, I'm not joking. He's, he's got a game. Well, no, as far as being a point guard, an actual point guard, like, he's a better point guard than Jerry, Gary Payton II in terms of, you know, oh, I can, you know, pass and take you know, the ball up the court. And in like a that. serious note, I think that that's one of the reasons. Now, listen, we all miss GP2. We love his defensive impact. There's nobody like him in the NBA, but... If you're looking at upside with Dante DiVincenzo coming to the Golden State Warriors, by the way, if we got any Godfather music, thank you so much, Brian. <laughs> Godfather music, Brian, thank you. So when it comes to Dante DiVincenzo, somewhat of an uptick is now you have more of a conventional guard to what it is that you're just saying. GP2 was never that guy. GP2 was not a guy playing the point. He was in the dunker spot for yeah, kind of yeah, loud. No, he was a 6'3 power player. forward, yeah. But Dante DiVincenzo is going to bring you a guy coming off the bench that's going to run tempo, balance the floor, make sure that he distributes, gets in. and Because Dante, you know, Shamari's, I always tell you I can handle things. I'll run the floor. That's why I'm part of the family. Never disrespect me or Chris Chiosa again. <laughs> All right, thank you very much. Our Dante DiVincenzo for a Saturday or Sunday afternoon. So Dante is more of that, he's more of the conventional point guard as opposed to GP2, which I think is going to be an upgrade in some ways. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know that it's going to be an upgrade. I think it'll be like a net, a net zero you know like it won't be a negative won't be a positive he will do different things and will be just as effective so well honorably just as effective defensively we'll wait and see though so we were we put this out there for those of you that actually want a road trip with shamari block and see if you can make it to the across the country could you get out of the state could you get you know could you get downtown before you like i can't take it my ears are bleeding enough could you make it to the midwest could you get all the way to the east coast so somebody said that they are willing what did i lose them oh yeah are you kidding i could drive to alaska with shamari block we would stop at every taco bell along the way too so there you go someone's willing to go but although alaska if i'm not mistaken I'm also, gonna, I'm also gonna be forced to eat taco bell in this so i think this person wants to torture me <laughs> I'm, if I'm not mistaken, in terms of mileage, geographically, Alaska's a lot closer than that of the East Coast, right? If you're going to do a road trip. Mm, probably, yeah, yeah. Something like that. Because you you're just driving straight up the West Coast, most, most of the way through Canada, which I don't know how many Taco Bells they have in Canada, man. They probably have... Uh, Canadians wait, wait, eat well. Canadians what, what eat well. Canadians they, eat? You know what? They what do... You, they wait, do. Uh, they do. What's the name of that donut place? There's a... Do, there's a Doggone it! Hold on one second here. Now you're killing me. There's a, there's a no, but like what's the like like fish and chips? Like like British people, the they fish don't, and chips man. is their thing. Try and get a pizza slice late night 
in um God dang it. No, but seriously, I'm like, what do like seriously? I, I realize they are very much like us. I get that, right? So they they eat American food probably, but Tony or uh Tony Hortons? What am I thinking? Hortons, something Hortons, Tony Hortons or something Hortons and in, in, hold on one second. I'm not doing another thing on this show until I find out. <laughs> well, I'm going to go to the, the Comcast business text line again, the 510, which you might rather have Russell Tim Westbrook Hortons, Tim Hortons, you want to huh? You want to eat, you want to eat bad. There it is. Oh, it's on the text line. I didn't even see that. Oh, you know what a poutine is? <laughs> no. It's, it's, <laughs> relax, relax. All right. For all you people who got your mind in the gutter. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> so it is French fries. Tell me if you're down with this. This is very Canadian. This okay. is poutine. All right. All right? Uh-huh. It's French fries, cheese curds, and gravy. It's not bad. Not bad. Okay. You eat it with a burger. It's just like, a, you know, it's sort of like your so cheese fries. cheese fries. Okay, I mean, Nah, but yeah. you got a little gravy on. It gives it a little sort of different See, the texture. Gra- the gravy is the part that makes me go, uh, I'll be like, hold the gravy and add like some uh, some cilantro. <laughs> add some cilantro, some salsa, and some... Uh, and maybe a little sour cream, and then you got something going on. But see, that's California. It's California for you, except for the avocado. Tim Horton. So if you want to eat bad in Canada, that's basically it. It's Tim Horton. So is that like the equivalent of the Waffle House, would you say? No, because they're not, yeah, they're not frying anything with Tim Horton. <laughs> you're not getting any chicken wings with with Tim Horton. This is straight-up donuts. It's oh, tough. straight-up so No, it's okay. donuts. Yeah. This is straight-up donuts. But it's tough. If you go... Like, I spent a lot of time in Vancouver and Montreal. Well, Montreal's different. Montreal is a, a, really a foodie city. But in Vancouver... It's it's French. Say we've been out all night and you want to get a pizza slice, you can't mm-hmm. do it. And if you do, man, they just don't do it well. They wow. just don't replicate, you know, what we as overweight, obese Americans do best. And that is <laughs> crush calories... Clog deep, arteries deep and fried, die at an e- early age. Extra cheese, deep fried, you know, like smothered in whatever, right? Yeah. yeah. Although poutine is not bad. It sounds legit. Yeah. All right. So we wanted to get, we were talking about Kenneth Horton, or Kenneth Horton, not Kenneth, Tim Kenneth Horton. Lofton Jr. Kenneth Lofton Jr., who, by the way, is not related to Ken Lofton, which is the former outfielder yeah, with the right, Cleveland yeah. Indians. A lot of people are trying to make that association. All you have to do is look at Kenny Lofton, the former <laughs> baseball player, yeah. and recognize no, that a, is not his offspring. A completely different body. So Kenneth Lofton Jr., a big fella, 6'6", six, six, going at 280 pounds, and just dog Chet Holmgren. I love it. He's my new hero. But what did you I'll let you tease us. What is the new poll we want to put out here today? So I just want to know, man. So I thought about him. I looked at this dude's picture, and I'm like, wow, that is, that is a big boy. And I think about Daniel Vogelbach of the – he's on the Brewers, right? Yes, he is. Yeah, Daniel Vogelbach of the Brewers. And I think about, like, Glenn. Remember Glenn Big Baby Davis? Yes, Who played yes. for the Celtics? You're giving them all away. You got to get to this. I was like, wait, who was your all-time, all-time big boy team, okay? All-time, all-time big boy team. Your all-time favorite big boy athletes. Just like... Out of shape. And listen, you can name every D tackle in the history of the NFL. Okay, right? can I get it going? Let's get it going. All right, I'm going to start things and we'll go on the glass as well. My favorite all big boy team. He's a former NBA player. So not a lot of former NBA players get big, but this dude <laughs> did. And he's still commentating. He used to, back in the day, he was one of the top five players in the NBA. He was a former Boston Celtic. Antoine Walker. Antoine. Ugh. Have you seen Antoine? 
lately, but when he was in the NBA. Well, that's what I mean. Yeah. I, I look at it. Well, it's all about now. It's look all about at, now. I want you to Google him now. Okay. Well, no, don't get it. I'm, I'm sure. <laughs> Listen, man, you, you, you make a couple of millions and then you start eating good and then you're not working out, man. I'm sure. I'm sure. But I'm talking about like my guy, Jared Lorenzen, University of Kentucky. University of Kentucky quarterback, the hefty lefty, RIP, by the way, um, like 300-pound quarterback in Kentucky, drafted by the Giants, won a ring as Eli's backup, man. He never got to play in the NBA, but when he was in Kentucky, I'm sorry, yeah, he never got to play in the NFL, but when he was at Kentucky, man, I watched Kentucky football. Oh, he was fun. Religiously, man. It was like it was... watching a center throw a pass. <laughs> exactly. Man. So you got him. You got your man Kenneth Lofton Jr. out here, man. Well, and like, Antoine, I'm telling you, you when you Google Antoine Walker, I want you to put Antoine Walker 2022 and just look at him. Okay. I mean, he's he's legit. He's qualifies for the All Big Boy team. I, I'm gonna go. I'm also gonna go. Well, hold and, on, hold on. We okay. got one at a time. Brian, okay. do you want to get in on this? Brian, do you have an All or uh, Sterling? Do you have an All Big Boy team? A, a nominee? I do. I actually have Dimitri Young, former Washington National and Detroit Tigers. Oh, I remember Dimitri. Did he get big? He was like 240 pounds when he played left field in Washington, and he raked as well. Oh, that I remember him. That's right. That's right. He was a big fella. How about um, speaking of baseball players? Oh, yeah, Dimitri God. Young's carrying something there. Huh? Uh, Antoine Walker is very round. Thank you. He is very, right. very round. Did he not get big since the last time you saw him? Hey, yeah, it was considerably. But but he didn't play that way, man. If he played like that in the NBA, like Sean Kemp. Sean Kemp was like drafted at 18 straight out of high school. He was lean. He was mean. By the time he got out of the league, he looked like, you know, Barkley. He was Barkley-esque. He was round. So the text line's getting in on the all big boy team. Jerome Bettis. Jerome oh, Bettis was always the bus. big. Yeah. And then they're going. Natron Means, former San Diego Charger. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He was on, back on the Super day. Bowl squad. Yeah. Is Mark Jackson. <laughs> I guess Mark Jackson's a big boy qualifying. Towards the end of his career, he was a little rounder. But like young Mark Jackson, when he was with he the. He was right. He was, yeah. He was yeah. with the Knicks. Yeah. Rookie yeah, of the yeah. year. What do you got, Bri? I got a great one. Bartolo Colon pitched oh, 21 years God. in Major League Baseball. There's a reason they called him two slices. <laughs> Bartolo Colon. And, and that's that's my point, though. Bartolo Colon. But effective, though, you know? That's the thing is that it's not just like being a big boy. It's like a big boy who goes out there and makes it happen. Like, Bartolo Colon looked like he should not be an effective pitcher in Major League Baseball with that body. But he went out. And he threw heat. And then when he couldn't throw heat anymore, he was kind of like Greg Maddox-like with, you know, pinpoint accuracy, right? And he went out there with a body that just didn't look like athletic at all. Also, 707, uh, wait, wait, where's that? Uh, Somebody wants CC Sabathia from your hometown. Yeah, Vallejo's own CC Sabathia. But you're telling me he was always big, right? When that dude was in high school, he was like 6'6", 270, some, somewhere about there. He played tight end for the Vallejo High Apaches at the time. Now that the Vallejo Redhawks, I, I played linebacker for the uh, for the Hogan High Spartans. And I had to guard him a couple of times, okay? Because he was a foot taller than all of our cornerbacks. And like, not like I did better, <laughs> but I had to guard him a couple of times. I'm just sitting there like, okay, this is a grown man. <laughs> this is a grown, grown man, and I'm 17. Somebody just went to the top of the leaderboard. Brian, we got to find some music when we get somebody at the top of the all big boy. Is it the all big boy team? The, all, the, big all, boy? the, the, the all big boy hall of fame. All man. big like boy I said, hall of fame. Somebody in, in just honor went... of Kenneth Lofton Jr. and that body and handling Chet Holgerman the other day. So we just we just found a new number one. 
Butterbean has just gone to the top of the list. The former boxer. Do we, are you with me? Do you remember Butterbean? Uh, I remember. See, Butterbean was he? He wasn't a real boxer though to me. Uh, Butterbean, are you? Thank you very much. Butterbean is now at the very top. Somebody has to knock off Butterbean from the top of the all big I mean, boy somebody, Hall of Fame. Somebody threw Cecil Butterbean was, out there. Butterbean Cecil was Fielder. legit. Butterbean was, he was legit. He wasn't just, this but wasn't WWE. But he didn't fight, you know. He fought like amateur boxers, basically, man. Like, he didn't fight. Hold on, I'm going to look He at didn't me. fight Shannon Briggs or Tyson or any, and yes, he was bigger than them, but I don't know, man. I feel like a legitimate 220-pound, 230-pound heavyweight would have would have put him to the canvas. So like, you he, bring he, up, he fought Tyson. I'm looking at it right now. But when did Butterbean fight Tyson? I'm looking both, at it. When they were both shot? I'm looking at it right now. Butterbean, Mike Tyson, uh, Clash of the Beasts, as it was called. And this is going back into, oh, I, I think he did. At least it's what it says here. So, yeah, apparently it was, all, it was a four-round exhibition. But Butterbean's legit. He gets He's at the top of the mountain right now. Yeah, I don't know. I like Cecil Fielder. I like uh, I like uh, Big Baby Davis, which I, I mentioned. But no, right now my favorite big boy. Wait, okay, let me refer, let me rephrase that. Up until today, my favorite big boy in contemporary sports was Daniel Vogelbach. <laughs> like watching that dude come up to bat with that body, I'm just like, let's go, big boy. Let's get it going. Let's let's make it happen, man. But now. Kenneth Lofton Jr., man, I'm rooting for this kid to make it. <laughs> I would love to see him. And, and here's the thing. Is that can you play? Can you play NBA basketball with a body like that? I don't. I don't think so. But in spurts, if you can come in and give me what you know, eight to twelve minutes. If I see Chet Holmgren in the game, I'm just saying, get in there, man. Go lean on that fella. I mean, there's there's some. I'm trying to think of. So going back in the day, I got a big boy for you. Yeah, I mean, by the name of Oliver Miller. Look it up, Oliver, Oliver Miller, Miller okay. former of the Phoenix Suns. Big so, old fella. So Bark. So that's the thing, though. Barkley was round, right? But he wasn't. He was. He didn't have a body like this. This. Uh, like this kid, right? He is. It right? Would you say like this kid is like he looks? He looks like a looks like a D tackle or or a or a left tackle or something like that. I mean, it looks like it should be blocking or tackling somebody. Barkley was pretty solid, and he just kind of had a boiler, right? Dinner Bell Mel Turpin. I was telling you the story of the guy from Kentucky mm -hmm. that they used to have a picture of this dude's mug around Lexington, Kentucky. They would say, please don't feed him. That was, <laughs> yeah. that was Dinner Bell Mel Turpin, I think maybe goes to the top of the... Somebody called in and had... Was it Frank Thomas? Somebody called in and said Frank Thomas Ooh, being Frank on the, the all-big boy Hall of Fame. Bonzi Wells, <laughs> the former Blazer, the left-hander, did he get big? Wait, now or Who's when that? he was uh, or Oliver when, Miller? When thank played. you very yeah. much, Oliver Wait, Miller. Somebody, somebody brought up Hot Plate, <laughs> Hot Plate Williams. I mean, if your name is Hot Plate, that that says it all, right? So there, I right? believe Stanley Hot Plate. No, I want to say Stanley Roberts used to back up Shaq in college. King Kong Bundy, we got to talk about now. Nah, King Kong Bundy, we got legitimate sports here. We're not recognizing the WWE. <laughs> Pablo Sandoval, all right, Pablo. Thank you very much. Oh my God, yeah. Will and you it, put uh, Brian? Will you put Pablo now? Knocking uh, my man Butterbean off the top of the list. Pablo <laughs> goes to the top. Can we give him? Pablo Sandoval has now has now captured the all-big-boy Hall of Fame. See, and the beauty of this, though, is, the beauty of this, of, of a Pablo Sandoval, is that, like, part of the charm of watching him play is looking at this dude just like, with a, with a sloppy body. I, I, that's why I really like, I like Brian's Bartolo Colon, man, because that was just the epitome of, this dude is striking people out.
with, with, a beer, okay. with a beer truck body. So are we qualifying this now that you have to be actually effective in what it is that you did, not just not just being a big boy, but you had to be a legitimate talent at your respective sport? Well, I mean, not you didn't have to be a Hall of Famer, right? No, no. Just, but, like, you know, you, had to, you, you couldn't, you Bartolo couldn't be. Bartolo Colon wasn't Hall of Fame, but good. Yeah, that's well, what I'm saying. Well, he's a Cy Young Award winner. Be a little, you had to be pretty good, man. Like, but I don't even know that you had to be an all-star, right? But you had to be a guy that played... In the league for a good amount of time, right? Like the Jerome Bettis, he's a Hall of Fame. Iron right? Hayward, yeah, out of the University of Pittsburgh, big dude. All right, let's get out to the phone lines. We'll open them up at 888-957-9570. San Francisco in the city. We got Joe standing by. What's up, Joe? Who's your big boy? Well, I I, I was going to say Frank Thomas because somebody hadn't mentioned <laughs> him yet, but you also have David Wells, New York Yankee. Oh, good call. And you also have Mark McGuire. He was skinny when he started, and he was huge when he started. <laughs> yeah, that's a different kind of big. That's steroid muscle-on-muscle muscle <laughs> big. I know. I know. <laughs> Thanks, guys. All right. Awesome job, Joe. Thanks so much. Okay, so John Crook, man. Oh, perfect. Oh, my God. Perfect. Perfect. He perfectly. And, and, and the 650 a couple of times, how y'all forget about the great Bambino, eh? like Babe Ruth. Like that body, and he was the greatest hitter of all time, right? And that body just didn't, it didn't make sense, right? He did not look like an athlete. He did not look like a, he did not look like athletic. And there he was making it happen, man. We're getting some George Foreman. Was Sean in Kemp, here. did he get really big? So Sean Kemp's on the text yeah, line once I, again. I already said Sean Kemp. I know, man, but what happened to like I'm gonna say about oh, he year got those four, jowls. Yeah, year right. four or five, man. Like you, you think Zion put on some pounds? <laughs> year four or five, Sean Kent, man. That dude looked like you know he wasn't yeah, raining. He, he wasn't the rain man it anymore. Looked like, it looked like hide the ho hos. Okay, <laughs> that's what Sean Kent looked like. <laughs> hide the ho hos. <laughs> so the fridge refrigerator Perry is coming in. Let me, I'm gonna say this about refrigerator Perry at a position where everybody is is sort of big and round. Like that dude was the biggest and the roundest. And and I'm gonna five widow. I'm gonna see your refrigerator Perry, and I'm gonna raise you a Gilbert Brown. So William the refrigerator Perry owes all of his notoriety, all of his fame to the San Francisco 49ers and one player by the name of Guy McIntyre. Because mm -hmm. Bill Walsh was the first to put an offensive lineman, you know how innovative he was, oh, put yeah, an offensive yeah. lineman in the backfield and had him be a lead blocker for like, I don't know, Wendell Tyler or Roger Craig or somebody. And they did that in a game against the Chicago Bears in the playoffs. And so Dick has saw this and said, you know what, I'm going to do that with my man, William the refrigerator. The and first he was a blocking back, and then they gave him the ball, and then of course, you know, it took off from there. But it all started with Bill Walsh, the 49ers, and Guy McIntyre. Okay, John Daly's name. I oh, forgot. Put no, John I said, up at the top. I said John Daly over the break, and I forgot John Daly. Good call, 510. John Daly. Brian, can we get some new John Daly has now moved to the very top? Thank you very much. Kevin Duckworth. I remember Kevin Duckworth with that funky shot of his. He shot it like a fifth grader for a dude who was so big. Former Portland Trailblazer, shout out to him. I do not know Vincent Wilfork. You know, he was the 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 nose tackle for the Patriots. Oh, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, he was yeah, a, he yeah, was a yeah, hurricane. Yeah. He was a, he won a national championship well, with all those. Well, how in. about Gilbert Brown? Do you remember Gilbert Brown? I, I just said Gilbert oh, Brown. Did you? I'm sorry. Yeah. No, no. Somebody said <laughs> William Perry, and I said I'm going to see your William Perry, and I'm going to raise you a Gilbert Brown, man. That dude. <laughs> We only do a radio show together. I didn't know I was supposed to listen to you as well. 
Okay, yeah. Grizzlies, Grizzlies uh, Summer League team has Kenny Lofton Jr.'s 510. 510. That is the that Somebody is won. what started this conversation. Is last segment, me and Danny's like, look at this Kenny Lofton Jr. kid. I'm like, okay, I'm like, whoa. Oh my God. I love this kid already, man. And we were like, who are the all time? By the way, a shout out to bodies. the 510 that went big country. A former son. I don't know if he had run. I'm going to assume he was, I think it was something Bryant Reeves, I want to say, big country, who was out of, I think, the University of Oklahoma. Big, big fella, big center that I do believe obviously had to have been in the NFL at some point. Janikowski, good call, man. Awesome call. <laughs> let's take another, uh, speaking of calls, let's get out to San Leandro. And Lewis is standing by, wants to get in on some big fella talk. What's up, Lewis? Welcome aboard. Hey, guys. How you doing, man? Do it all right, brother. What's happening? Yeah, wait. I don't know if it was already said, but I'm throwing out Bartolo Colon. Oh, good yeah. call, good call. Yeah, yeah somebody beat you to Bartolo Colon, but yeah, he is—he's certainly one of our more popular ones. In Bartolo. He's, he's got he, anybody else? He's definitely something. like, but, but that's the thing—is that he's—he's—he's he's, he's one of my favorites because it was just great watching that dude pitch. Pablo, same thing. Like this Lofton kid. Like I—I I can just imagine. I haven't got to. See, I'm gonna watch summer league. Strictly to see this kid out there with his big body running up and down the court, man, it's gonna look it's gonna look miraculous, man. It's gonna be awesome. You know, somebody hasn't mentioned you're talking about Bartolo Colon. Mm -hmm. What about Johnny Cueto? Johnny Cueto? Johnny Cueto. He's, he's little, still he's an a, athlete. He's a little round, though. He's I don't know. Johnny Cueto. He, he's a little round. Victor but. Alexander going back in the day with Chris Gatling and company and Chris Mullen. Now, oh, that's a good one. What do you got, Sterling? Well, how about the guy with big in his name? Big Poppy, David Ortiz. Ah. Big Poppy, good call. <laughs> and he definitely had that. Oh, ben he definitely Gino. had that. He definitely had that. Uh, that that Big Poppy, that Babe Ruth body, man. He looked like a a Babe Ruth clone if you look at his body, man. That just goes to show you we're, we're seeing a common theme. The one sport that's supplying more of the big boys than any other <laughs> is Major League <laughs> Baseball, right? <laughs> like I think he can get away. In fact, maybe the greatest to ever do it in Babe Ruth. Who certainly, you know, which just goes to show you, you can play first base and just hang out and eat and be all right, man. And Benji Molina, though, was was great. <laughs> he was great, except for, you know, on the base bat. Like, watching Benji Molina run bases for the Giants uh, in 2009, that was probably one of the most painful things to experience. But... Other than that, I love Benji Molina, man. I really, really did. Shout out to Robert Tractor Trailer, RIP, to the former Michigan standout. That dude, man, he was one of those big fellas that was so fun to watch dunk a basketball, man. And he was he was for real. And that's the thing with the big boys is is that when when you you know, if you watch a thin dude go and like shoot a basketball and run or whatever, it's like, okay, all right, well <laughs> watching the big boys do it's just more entertaining it is. I don't care what, what the sport is, I don't care what the position is. Watching a big boy do uh, little boy things, man, is the single most entertaining thing, like outside of watching your team win. Jose in San Francisco is our next caller here on Triple Eight Nine Five Seven Nine five seven zero what's up jose who do you got hey what's up? how y'all doing i got the, the one and only bull fernando valenzuela oh put, <laughs> put him at the top right put him at the top good call jose how do we forget fernando the left-hander now moves at the very top of the all big boy hall of fame team the 925, man, John Crook, who we mentioned earlier. By the way, you're welcome to nominate somebody at the very top i have to sign off on it but <laughs> <laughs> wait this john crook quote i'm not an athlete I'm a baseball player. <laughs> and, and that's real talk, man. That is real, real talk. You know, and again, football players, football players, 
generally so here's the thing like Trent Williams aside like a lot of left tackles you look at them and you like you think they're they're like got they, they might have a little bit of boiler but those dudes take their shirts off and it's like they, they are 350 pounds of solid muscle man I'm looking at I'm looking at like uh people like our guy like our guy uh, uh, uh Kenneth Lofton Jr. Uh, he's 280 I don't think it's I don't think he's 280 solid muscle to your point I always relate it to sumo wrestlers. I don't know if it's solid. They're big. They're carrying the load. That's fine. But these dudes, like sumo wrestlers, right? All they do is eat, and you think that they're just big, fat dudes. I mean, they can move. They're nimble. You've got to have a level of balance. You're right. If you're a left tackle, you can't just be. It's not like you're a center or you're a guard and just <laughs> lean on the dude in front of you. you got to get out. Right, you, the, your first step is to your left, and you gotta you gotta get out, and you're you're Ding up on a guy like Bosa or the best edge rushers that football has to offer. All right, we're gonna continue with your phone calls. Do we want to get coach really quick, or do we want to get to a break? All right, we gotta get to a break. Coach, hang in there. The rest of the callers, hang in. We're doing the All Big Boy Hall of Fame with Shamari Block and Dan Avona, ninety five seven. The game.